This episode of The Sleazy Podcast is brought to you in part by ShopNerdKO.com. That's ShopNerdKO.com. Your home for all things nerdy. Welcome to The Sleazy Podcast. The podcast about anything and everything, but mostly TV and movies. And now it's time to get sleazy. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 134 of The Sleazy Podcast. I'm your host, the world-renowned podcaster, Sleazy. Not really, but uh, I'm joined by Mr. PBS tonight. Howdy. Hot sauce from the Chicagoland area. I'm here. And we have an emergency sit-in, J-Bone. Yo, yo. He used to do the Nerdco sportscast with us, or sports podcast, whatever we used to call it. Keyboard yeah. Warriors or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, the keyboard dubs. Well, we changed it afterwards, but, you know. We yeah, never... It was Nerdco Sports for a, for a minute. And then... Yeah, and then we changed it, and it just never... Nobody would post to it, so I just was like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm done. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares about sports. Well, it was fun, you know, but... You know, I care about sports very much. It's the only thing he cares. Like it's he watches all, every Braves game. Yeah, all the Braves games. Every Columbus Blue Jack. And I'm like, dude, there's like a hundred games. You can miss this game. Let's, you know, do something else. He's like, no, nope. Cracks cracks his bourbon up and he's like, Yeah, it's the Braves. <laughs> I gotta make fun of you. I'm it's sorry. Okay. Jet Rob's not here. So I'm I'm in his chair. Yep. Yep. But um so We've been gone for two weeks, our normal two weeks. Um, I think we got a good show lined up. It's up to you to determine that, though. I mean, is it is it better because Rob's not here, or is it worse? It's just I don't know. You net, know, net positive, negative. Rob is. I think Rob always adds something to the show. You know, whether Rob, Rob is a content creator by being alive. He's yeah. A content I mean. Between the all jokes, the fucking the, movie trailers he sends me, let's the, talk about this on the, the show. Jokes almost write themselves. I don't think there was was there one movie trailer in the chat this week. No, uh, yeah, yeah. He shared um, he shared one, I think. But it was oh, or was that you that shared it? I don't remember. Knives that. out. That was more of like a teaser. With, with well, hey, just sauce. so you know, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do as good of a job as producing as Rob does. Hot sauces. We've lost your camera, by the way. I got it. We're good. All right. Technical technical difficulties. Uh, technical difficulties on my end. I got it though. We're good. Playing. He's playing with. It's his not game. up, but it's good. I'm oh. there. I got. That's it. That's what she said. Oh. Working through it. Working through it. That's Should it. be coming up. That's what she said. He's back. That's his new monitor setup. Yep. Situation. He's he's working on some things out there in the Chicago trying. land area. So I'm trying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I am sad that Rob's not here. He did have a family emergency, so it's not like a typical thing like, hey, guys, I won't be able to come because I got to watch the dog. So he does have an excused absence tonight. But I figured we'd open the show with, you know, the big news that's come out in the past couple days. Our boy Vinny Mac, Vince McMahon, the chairman and uh, CEO of world wrestling entertainment is in the news and it's not like your typical good news that you want to be in uh so someone sent in a was it an anonymous letter to the board of wwe yeah and anonymous they have uncovered 
uh, Vince McMahon had an affair and he paid this person $3 million hush money. Allegedly. Allegedly. But it was his own money, though, wasn't it? I thought I thought he gave her... It's like her, a slush fund, isn't it? I thought he gave her like a, an extra large salary. Yeah, yeah well, the, the thing was they hired her in at like 100000 Alleged hush money payment. Uh, a man has run the company for 40 years after taking over to the father in 1982. Still maintains con- uh, creative output during the investigation. And he did appear on uh, tonight's SmackDown. He came out and acted like nothing happened on SmackDown. I will say that. See, pledged cl- uh, complete cooperation to, uh, to investigation by the special committee, of course. Then it, has anybody ever said, I'm not cooperating? Yeah. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported on Wednesday that the board was investigating a $3 million payout made to a woman to cover up an alleged consensual affair between a WWE paralegal and McMahon who has faced accusations of sexual misconduct in the past. Several other non-disclosure agreements reached uh, in relation to other misconduct claim against McMahon and head of talent uh, relations John Laurinaitis by women who worked for WWE. Stephanie McMahon is going to be acting CEO, chair, whatever. Chairwoman. Chairwoman. I think that's what they're calling it, chairwoman, yeah. Uh, but isn't she kind of currently on a hiatus from the company as well over some stuff? No, I think. Well, it sounds like they gave Shane McMahon the boot. Well, but he she, got the she boot. Was but on, I thought she was stepping she, down or something. She was temporarily stepping back from some kind of duties. Yeah, well, she's yeah. back now. I don't think she has a choice. Um, yeah, they they said they hired the paralegal in at a hundred thousand, and then a year later, her salary got doubled to two hundred thousand when the affair was happening. But here's my thing, like like Vince is like eighty or something, right? Yeah, he's like he's still. I mean, he looks great for an eighty year old, but you can tell Vince McMahon is like, are you having a starting to turn that corner with are father? You, are Tom. you having a consensual relationship with like an eighty year old? Does he still wrestle? No. Well, I mean, he did at WrestleMania. Two hundred thousand dollars. I am. <laughs> he, he came out and uh, gave um, Stone Cold, right? No, it was uh, Pat. Uh, Pat McAfee. He gave Pat McAfee an ass whooping at WrestleMania. That's crazy. He's eighty. Hey, he took some bumps, man. Yeah, Vince, he it, got stunned. He got stunned. When was it? That? It was that a terrible was, stunner. Yeah. It was at it was the same night. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, Stone Cold gave him the stunner, and it was it was so bad. Like Stone Cold was laughing because <laughs> he didn't take it good at all. But uh, yeah, Vince McMahon is is all in the news, and I guess they said like the rumor is that between him and John Laurinaitis, which is uh, what is he? He was the head of talent relations. Talent relations. Talent. He would, they would like, Vince McMahon would just like pawn her off to, to John whenever he felt like it, you know, like, hey, here you go. You have your fun with her now. Yeah. So, you know, somebody sent these emails in that had all this, these details and, uh, you know, the payment agreement and the non DAs. And, uh, but I mean, I wonder who did that. I mean, obviously somebody wants, Vince McMahon to be out of the business. What's the? I think I think like, a lot of people the, want him to be out. Of the yeah, business. I mean, that, your average fan doesn't want Vince McMahon writing storylines anymore. What's the, like the, the the big like uh, issue with this? Is it is it the like he used like money from WWE? Or I think that's it, sort of the big. They're legal. trying to figure out if he used company money. Okay, yeah, I think that's sort of the big. But, that's the illegal part of it. I think that he, you know, whoever's on his side is saying no, it was personal money. But I mean. It's kind of funny. You you look at Vince McMahon's wife, 
and no disrespect to Linda. I'm sure she's a very talented woman. She served on uh, our our country under President Trump, and she makes her own. Uh, she has her own political career, you know, to begin with. But uh, you know, you see Linda McMahon, and you see Vince McMahon, and you see all the, you know, collection of the most beautiful women in the world that he has working under him. And you got to think, like, how many affairs has Vince really had over the years? And it's one has finally come out when he's 80-some years old. Actually, he's 76. 76. And the uh, paralegal involved with uh, the affair was 41 years old. 41. I saw a picture of her. She didn't look 41. But I guess people look younger nowadays, depending on who they are. Barring her from discussing her relationship or disparaging McMahon. What's the point of signing these non-disclosures because they always get broken i mean there is no point there really isn't like these people they sign non-disclosures and they take the money and then when the timing's right they fucking go right to the you know the media and they just fucking shit all over the non-disclosure so it's like what's the point of fucking having them this is from uh, forbes it says emails obtained by the wall street journal allege mcmahon hired the paralegal at a salary of $100,000, gave her a $1,000 raise as soon as their relationship began, and, uh, quote, gave her like a toy to company head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis. Yeah. yeah I, I know people are not a fan of John Laurinaitis either. So it sounds like there's some headhunting going on at WWE. But, you know, I figured that'd be interesting to talk about, you know, grab some attention from wrestling fans and, just people in general, you know, a little juicy uh, topic to talk about. Vince McMahon having an affair at seventy some years old. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if wrestling's as pop culturally uh, big as it used to be. Like when we were younger, I mean, it was. No, it's not as big as when we were teenagers, obviously. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny. Like, man, it was like I got push notifications like at three o'clock in the morning when this news broke, and. It was like nonstop until ten o'clock the next day. So people are—I mean, they're—they're they're pushing that story for whatever reason. But I mean, it's, it's big news, though. I mean, that's yeah. a decently sized corporation with a lot of fucking money behind it. That's, and that's, that's big news. It's a company that operates worldwide now. I mm-hmm. mean, they put events on in you know how many different parts of the world? I mean, Australia, UK. Uh, Saudi Arabia now. I mean, they do how many events in Saudi Arabia do they do? Two times a year now, I think. So, I mean, I guess, you know, like you said, it is big news. So, but no, no surprise that it blew my phone up, I guess. And, you know, you know, people have kind of been out for Vince for a long time. You know, there's a steroid scandal in the 90s. Oh, yeah. You know, like Owen Hart's death. A lot of wrestlers have died sort of young over the years, too. Yeah. And, I guess there's uh, talent now that's starting to speak up about like working conditions too at WWE, but I don't know how true those are. I just saw a couple tweets about that. So it, it definitely, I think this is one of those issues where this is just the beginning and more people will probably step up and say something, you know, depending on what happens. So it's just, I think it, it should be relatively easy to, prove or disprove right because it just comes down to is it company money or not that he, that he used right. for the and i mean they'll be the nda or whatever follow the money they'll be able to do that pretty yeah. easily there's always a lot of gray area in this stuff anyway so 
Yeah, their, their revenue on their latest income statement was $1.17 billion with a gross profit of $487 million. Jesus, man, that is a, a lot of fucking money. To paraphrase my, my favorite uh, DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street, you know, rich, rich people never really go to jail. No. no. They don't. And, I mean, he's so fucking old. I mean, it'd be a waste of time. <laughs> I mean, the guy still does, like, squat, like, six or, you know. Do you think, do you think if he, like, went to jail, he could start, like, uh, prison wrestling federation yeah we'll have that up and running well do you think it'd be like an r kelly situation where the inmates are you know they're making r kelly sing all their favorite hits (laughs) and they'd be like go ahead say it like you're fired (laughs) vince vince tell me about hulk yeah let's hear some more stories tell me tell me tell me about the macho man so did you bang (laughs) tristatus i mean let's be honest um all right so we got vince mcmahon in the books we're going to move on to some crazy news here. What what article should we start off with, Mr. PBS? Uh, would you, you let me know which one you want to start off with. Oh, uh, well, let's see here. You know, I've got these fucking Facebook story from Rob Zilla posted in here. I don't know what the fuck it is. That's the Neff Campbell It's, it's a movie thing, is I that believe. The, okay, that's, that's the end of the, the show. Um, let's, let's start off with Geico. Okay. You want to read that one? Uh, yeah, let me, let me pull this up here real quick. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Uh, Nation and world news here from the Virginian pilot. Geico to pay $5.2 million to a woman who says she caught STD in former partner's car. From the, uh, the Kansas City Star here. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. The Missouri Court of Appeals has affirmed that an insurance company must pay a $5.2 million settlement granted to a Jackson County woman who claimed she unwittingly caught a sexually transmitted disease from her former romantic partner in his car. Does anybody ever wittingly uh, catch a sexually transmitted disease? <laughs> right. <laughs> in an opinion issued Tuesday, a three-judge panel found that the judgment entered against the GEICO uh, General Insurance Company through earlier arbitration proceedings was valid. Wow. The insurance company sought to undo the action, claiming errors were made in Jackson County Circuit Court, and the settlement agreement was not done in line with Missouri law. You know, how is that the car insurance company's fault? That was my question, yeah. Like, like they don't own the vehicle. I mean... The incident happened in the car, so it's it was, a car It was in his car, injury. it was insured by guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, but... Why did she get that much money? Yeah. Like if I get hit in a car, I get... $1,000. It wasn't Geico's, you know, Geico didn't fuck you without the condom on and give give you the, the STD. <laughs> I mean, to be, I, to be fair, it is an insurance company, so it probably has. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they fucked somebody over one way or the other, but. Geico's buffed it, isn't it? I, I mean, that's just, uh, it's crazy. So how many people now are going to be saying like, oh, you know, this dude gave me this, so I'm, I'm filing a claim, taking you to court want my money there's there's a lot of and i don't even didn't even think to try and look more into it because i looked at it and was really confused by it 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 happened and it went to an arbitration and the arbitration ruled that geico was responsible for paying her (laughs) then it geico was like no 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 you can't do that that wasn't done correctly the arbitration so then it went to trial and then the judges were like yeah we're not going to go over the arbitration Wow. It's really weird. Like, there's a really convoluted 
so, reason for how and why it happened. It sounds like it just went down a tunnel of bullshit, and people were like, we don't want to fuck with it. <laughs> you know, just pay the money. <laughs> it was like a loophole, and it, it's it's weird. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. It, it, that's just... It's crazy. Yeah. I just can't... Why, why that much money? Yeah. I mean, I guess pain and suffering over the course of a lifetime. I mean, what... Did they say what disease it was? Did they just say an STD? Uh, I think it says the guy... It was HPV. Yeah. The, HPV. The guy knew yeah. he was infected. The guy knew he was infected with HPV. All right. Okay. Th- this is from a Reddit the post. Car, the car was, was a Hyundai sedan, by the way. But like, uh, if I'm if we're in a car together and I shoot you, Geico's not paying you money because I shot you. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, does this open up? It was also a, it was a, a Hyundai Genesis, just to be. <laughs> How is that for a story? I got I HPV I don't, I don't in a Hyundai Genesis. Genesis. I don't even know what it looks like. What's a Hyundai Genesis? Genesis are really nice cars, actually. <laughs> is is it if really? I mean, I don't know. It's like, so it's like, it's she like settled a, with the guy that gave like her the five point two million. Really? Yeah. Geico refused to pay it on the grounds they weren't meaningfully involved with the settlement offer. Geico sued. Since they argued contracting HPV has no nexus to the ownership, maintenance, or covered use of the 2014 Hyundai Genesis, I wouldn't think that this would be the last of this. I got to think Geico has got to be challenging it again. I'm sure someone asked why Geico would be liable. Looks like the arbitrator found that the sexual conduct leading to the injury happened in the car. The fact that they had sex in the car is what makes Geico liable, apparently. (laughs) So, (laughs) okay, so if somebody has sex in a car. And they get pregnant. Is Geico responsible to raise that fucking kid now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, where do you draw the line with well, you this? You know, part of the thing is it says uh, Geico had told the woman its auto insurance coverage didn't apply because the, quote, damages claimed did not arise out of the normal use of the vehicle. Well, I mean, you know, people have been having sex in cars for a long time, so does that count as a Since normal the beginning use? of cars, Does that yeah. count as a normal use of the vehicle? <laughs> yeah, I can't. There's no way that this is going to. I can take a shit finished. in a car, but that doesn't mean that it's normal uses of a toilet. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just such a weird story, <laughs> man. Here, here's some more stuff. It's in this. These are all people commenting on Reddit. This person says she gets HPV, decides to put in a claim for damages since it was injury or illness she got in the car, which was insured for liability by Geico. Geico says fuck that, denies the claim under their agreement, and it goes to arbitration. Arbitrator finds that yeah, she did get the injury or illness in the car, so Geico is on the hook. Geico appeals that on the basis that the arbitration decision is bonkers. Court says, nah, friends, you signed the arbitration agreement. This is what you agreed to. You got to stick with it and doesn't take the appeal. And then they said, edit, actual legal professionals are responding below that she was suing the guy, not Geico. Geico got roped in because of the liability coverage. She did not put in a claim first, like I made it sound like here. So she was suing the guy, and because Geico insures the car, they got caught up in it. That's insane. Yeah, it was sounding like they're saying that Geico had some kind, some sort of obligation to defend the guy. That's what they're kind of making it sound like, because it was his policy. So Geico should have been paying to defend the guy. I'd have been like, and fuck, Geico fuck is claiming you, dude. we didn't have to defend the guy, or whatever. If I, yeah, if I'm Geico, I'm like, yeah, fuck off, dude. <laughs> You're on your own. It's what does the world come to? <laughs> It's amazing though that they the got federal, looped in. The federal that. case is set for a jury trial, which is currently slated to begin in a Kansas yeah, City. That's what I figured. It's, it's in October. Go to, yeah. So, 
100 docket entries have been made. <laughs> Does this make you rethink about having sex in your car? I mean, if you know, you're we've got two two married guys here and a taking guy here. Uh, can you can you I mean, how do you show uh how do you show that it's like normal vehicle use? <laughs> My wife and I have sex in that vehicle at least once a week. Right. I mean, you'd have to prove, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking about canceling State Farm and signing up with Geico. So I'll be on the yeah. Do you show them like, like every like scene in a movie, like the Breaking Bad scene where uh, him and Summer just decide to bang bang one out in the back of the minivan, you know, while they're waiting on their kid or whatever. When you when you go when when your wife's pregnant and you go to the the hospital. They ask for your insurance card. You just throw out your Geico card. Say, send them the bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're actually responsible for this because this baby was conceived. Son, you were legally conceived in a Hyundai Genesis. <laughs> we have Geico. We're covered. <laughs> Can you? Where, what's the? Uh, is it Farmers that does all this commercial with J.K. Simmons? Yeah, yeah. Where he tells the incident. We've seen a thing or two. We've seen a thing or two. <laughs> You're not gonna believe this, but. All right, class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, where do you draw the line? You know, like, I mean, what happens to the guy who's rushing to work, and he goes and buys a hot cup of coffee, and he slams on his brake and spills that coffee all over him and gets third degree burns? Does Geico cover that now too? No, he sued McDonald's. We've played that out before. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to sue McDonald's because they made me fat. Did, did those people ever win their suits against McDonald's? The lady with the coffee did years ago. Oh, did I don't know she? About anybody else? Oh yeah, dude, okay. she got fucked that's, up though. Like, yeah, it, that's, really why, like, that's why that's why there's the warning labels now because of her. Yeah, that's crazy. People, people always use that as like a a case of like things getting out of hand, but like it, the case is actually different than sort of in the popular imagination. Like she got like third degree burns. Yeah. There was, McDon- her genitals got mutilated from getting burnt. McDonald's had some policy about how hot their coffee was supposed to be. That was like insanely hot. Okay, so it, and they, you know, no warning, obviously, to customers. I, I forget exactly what, but it, it's it kind of gets made fun of. But when you actually break it down and look at why why she won, it so was, how did you know her genitals got mutilated? There's pictures. There's pictures of it. There's pictures. Yeah, if you look up the McDonald's coffee court case, you can find all the documents. And she, sure she originally had only sued for, I think, like the medical bills just to be covered from having to go to the hospital and the burns and everything. Right. But McDonald's kind of told her to get fucked. And that's when it went really south and she sued the shit out of them. I think she was she was an elderly lady. Yeah, I'd, I'd be pissed if they told me to get fucked. I'd be like, okay, I was going to take it easy now. I want everything. Yeah. I want my own fucking McDonald's now. <laughs> Man, that's fucking crazy. Uh, so what's our next story? We gonna go with here. Uh, it depends. You want to talk about some? Let's uh, let's do man bitten by gator. Okay. Man bitten by gator. He mistook for dog. Sarasota deputies say the alligator was captured and the man was taken to the hospital. I like to hope so. Northport, Florida. A man was bitten by an alligator he mistook for a dog early Tuesday morning in Sarasota County. Authorities say deputies were dispatched around 1230 a.m. to the Warm Mineral Springs Motel on South Tamiani Trail in Northport. 
Investigators say the man told them he was walking outside the motel overnight when he spotted a dark figure moving along the bushes on the shell path. A dark figure. He stated the figure appeared to look like a dog with a long leash, <laughs> which is why he wasn't hesitant to move out of the way. A sheriff's office spokesperson wrote in an email that when deputies say the alligator bit his right leg, ripped, ripping off a chunk of his muscle as he tried to get away. Luckily, he was able to flag down one deputy who was already in the area on an unrelated call. The deputy called for paramedics. The man was taken to Sarasota Memorial Hospital in Venice. Sergeant, uh, <laughs> this, is almost, this is almost like a funny name. Sergeant James Achille, not James Achilles, but James Achille, <laughs> managed to capture the gator before the licensed trapper arrived. The trapper then removed the reptile from the area. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission also responded to the scene. Okay. <laughs> Do you think he was like, I want to know doggy, about the, doggy, doggy, doggy. I want to know about this guy going after the gator before the trapper even gets there. Yeah. And it, 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 uh, when have you ever seen a, a figure that looks like a dog with a long leash? It's a big ass leash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I mean, does it say how big the gator was? Gators don't look that, like no. dogs. I mean, they're lower to the ground and they move different. What time was this? I uh, said he was taking a walk at night. Let me see if I can find a. He had. I mean, how old did they say he, he was? Just got out of got out of last call. Was he, <laughs> he inebriated? Was yeah. Uh, he had to have been. I mean, either super old and couldn't fucking see to begin with. Uh, the alligator was uh, seven one. Uh, 12.34 a.m. What dog is that that long? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a dog that long. (laughs) Deputies were dispatched to the outside area of the Warm Mineral Springs Motel around 12.34 a.m. 49-year-old man was walking around outside when he saw the dark figure. I mean, did it say how bad he got fucked up? It tore off a piece of muscle. That's pretty fucked up. He said he bit his right leg, pulling on his muscle slash tissue. That would hurt. Ripped a chunk Listen, of I'm 46. In three years, I do not foresee myself confusing ga- gators and dogs. <laughs> that dude was something wasn't right. Do you think, uh, I mean, I, like yeah. Even that, if you saw a dog wandering around at midnight, would you kind of like, well, let me go. Yeah. Uh, I, would I mean, be well, hesitant. there's coyotes and shit around here, so maybe yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. I would be hesitant. I wouldn't go near it, like. I'd probably keep my distance, and if it started running after me, I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, if I can see clearly, it's it's a little dog or something like yeah, whatever. But like, even if it's like a some random like pit bull running around, you're like, "Okay, I'm not gonna go and like, hey, hey, doggy, yeah, what are you up to tonight?" <laughs> he had to have been drinking. He'd be like, "You want? Do you yeah. want a drink?" Yeah, there's no doubt. You want a drink? He had to have been drinking. What's uh, uh what's the uh, Happy Gilmore? Gator took my damn hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that, Chuck? That was just his name, Chuck. Well, I thought it was Chubbs. Chubbs, Chubbs. yeah, Chubbs. Yeah, Chubbs. Chubbs. And the, the what was the caddy's name, Otto? Uh, I don't remember. I think it's Otto. The, the caddy was awesome in that though. Um, backup producer, come on. Yeah, yeah. I told you, I'm doing. I'm doing. As good he's as just as here to. He's just a body. He's he's color commentator <laughs> okay. tonight. Yeah. Yeah, he's just calling it as he sees it. But yeah, Happy Gilmore, phenomenal movie. Phenomenal movie. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, I just realized I skipped the first uh, segment. We just went right into crazy news. But oh, it's okay. You know, we'll, we'll deal with it. Get another arrow up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Point it down, please. All right. So do we want to go into... 
We'll do this one real quick. All right, Top Gun Maverick should be grounded. Copyright suit claims. Paramount straps in to defend ourselves vigorously. I saw that one. Good morning, aviators, Tom Cruise says in a line from blockbuster Top Gun Maverick. This is your captain speaking. Today's exercise is dogfighting. Specifically, there is now a legal dogfight between the film's box office, high flyer Paramount Pictures, and the Israeli-based uh, widow and son of the author of 1983 article that inspired the original 1986 movie. I didn't realize that the original was based on an article. Not, neither yeah. did I. Yeah, I said in, guess in it kind of makes sense. In a copyright suit filed Monday in California federal court, Shosh Yane and Yaval Yane, I hope I'm not butchering their, their names. Probably. Yeah, probably, but I don't, you know. Yeah, you're butchering their names, you anti-Semite. <laughs> no, it's not on purpose. Uh, one unspecified, but clearly big bucks damages from the studio, and with a very odd sense of timing and injunction to stop screenings and distribution of the May 27th release sequel, as well as any more movies in the franchise. God, these some fucking party poopers man um <laughs> so calling top gun maverick uh derivative uh the mark toberoff and alex kaczynski represented yane's allege that paramount is thumbing its nose at the statute uh that allows the termination of rights after 35 years read the court uh complaint here these claims are without merit, and we will defend ourselves vigorously, said a Paramount spokesperson today in response. The studio will obviously have to respond to the suit in the federal docket in due course. In the May 1983 edition of California Magazine, Yane Penn Top Guns, about the pilots and program located in a second floor cubby or offices at the east end of Hangar 1 at Miramar. The piece was optioned ASAP, and Yane was cited in the credits of the first Top Gun. All cool as Iceman so far, right? Don't you like how these writers try to add their, <laughs> their like cocky sense of humor into it? Well, yes, but then you get the long-delayed Top Gun Maverick and the rights to the article reverting back to Yane in January 2020. Despite the 2022 sequel clearly having derived from the story, Paramount consciously failed to secure a new license of the film and writes in the copyrighted story following Yanni's recovery of their U.S. copyright on January 24, 2020, reads the three-claim uh, jury trial demanding civil complaint. The Yanni's contend that, uh, and Paramount denies, that the 2022 sequel does not qualify for prior derivative works exception under 17 U.S.C. because it was not completed until long after January 24, 2020. Wow. I'm not going to read any more of those. That's, that's pretty much it. That's, yeah, we, that's we, we've that's, got the idea. That's the gist. Yeah. yeah. Right, that last line, too, because the specific date, they were saying that it had to have been completed by that before that date. Now we and, know why they why they held it over for so long. Well, th but well, I think their contention is that that they finished before that date. Yeah. And they're, they, they're claiming, the other side is claiming they didn't. They top, top Gun's been done for at least two years. Right. So, well... Probably the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, so somewhere they around. held on to it for two years because it was supposed yeah. to come out that first summer yeah. of the pandemic. So, 
but it doesn't sound like they've stopped any showings of it at all. No. Because it just crossed no. like well, this story came out like the day I went to see it. Like, yeah. Like last Tuesday or whatever. And and I was like I was like, I hope that nothing happens, but yeah, obviously nothing now happened. They, Tom Cruise just cruised to over eight hundred million worldwide. <laughs> and it's his biggest movie ever. Opening or whatever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. His yeah. biggest grossing movie ever. So Tom Cruise is laughing all the way to the fucking bank, oh, and, and by, I'm sure Paramount is too. By the way, I'm jealous because when you on the last pod when you saw it, you were talking about it. You said there was only one trailer for the movie. one trailer. I had like seven trailers. We had one trailer, and it was for Mission Impossible. Yeah, I how Mission Tom Impossible Cruise was, is that? I, I had like seven trailers, and we mind. we had a video from Tom Cruise yeah, before the movie. I started. got that too. We made this for you. Like no, Tom, you made it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom just wants to please people. Yeah. Now Tom wants more money. Yeah, Can I, I? Somebody shared this on Twitter. It must be from an article or something. But I, I, I meant to send it in the group chat, but I, I forgot last night. But I think it's it's funny enough to share. It's a story about uh, Miles Teller while he was working on Top Gun. I, I read this earlier. Yeah, and it, he said it's, uh, this is Teller talking in this article. He says my blood work comes back. Uh, oh, with the guy. Oh, wait, hold on. Here we go. Start. Uh, I'm just like, I'm not feeling too good, Teller explained to Myers, and I was really hot, and I just started itching like crazy. So I get out of the jet, and I'm just covered in hives, like head to toe. Teller was taken to a doctor and had a blood analysis taken. He said he then went home and took an oatmeal bath to reduce the hives. The next day, he got the results back from the blood test. My blood work comes back, and I have flame retardant, pesticides, and jet fuel in my blood, Teller says. Thankfully, Teller recovered and was allowed to go back to work. He couldn't wait to tell Cruz, an actor known for incurring a fair share of in, uh, injuries due to all the stunts he's done. Quote, I go to, I go to the set the next day, and Tom's like, so how did it go, Miles? What, what did they find? I was like, well, Tom, it turns out I have jet fuel in my blood. And without even skipping a beat, Tom just goes, yeah, I was born with a kid. <laughs> he's such an asshole, isn't he? If Tom Cruise said something that, like that to me, I'd just be like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, it, like, I, I could have had something that could have possibly, like, killed me. Like, yeah. There's I no was, way that's good for you. I was born with a kid. That's such and a, you, that's know, such you, you know he just, like, flipped his sunglasses down and walked away after <laughs> yeah. that. That's just, like, such a Tom Cruise line. I just imagine Tom's, like, that guy that says, like, he communicates to you. And then he's done with you, and he walks away. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. He has no need to hear what you're going to say back to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> they said, I mean, that had to have been hard. I heard that uh, he made them reshoot the the beach uh, football scene. They're like, they shot it, and, you know, all the actors were, like, dieting, and, you know, they had their body specifically right for, you know. Yeah. And then they shot it, and they all went out and had beers and, you know, food you know obviously like good food cheap food and then the next day he's like yeah we got to shoot the whole thing all over again so they had to all go you know right back in into the gym and pump up and, well this is like his baby so oh right? yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> uh, do you think he's wanted to make top gun this long i mean no actually there was another article uh i, I was talking about uh, the director i think kosinski and tom cruise kind of didn't want to do it but he made uh, he made a couple of movies with Kaczynski. He made Oblivion, and I forget what the other one is. So he had he had Kaczynski had to go pitch him, yeah. And he kind of pitched the whole you're gonna show up and be like sort of a father figure to Goose, yeah. And he just he he with his sort of pitch, Rooster. Like, he convinced yeah, Tom. Rooster. Yeah, and he went to uh, get it right, fuckhead. He went to um, <laughs> yeah. You got Eric last time. He went to. Uh, 
Paris. Because how, how did you not know he was Rooster? By the way, because I haven't seen the movie. Okay. Oh, okay. That's and uh, <laughs> well, you still should know it. No. And uh, he goes. He went. Goose to Paris. is dead. Don't you, you watch the yeah. first Top Gun? Yeah, yeah. No goose. And he how goes. Could be his father figure if he's dead. <laughs> Tom Tom Cruise is the father figure to Goose. But Goose is dead. Exactly. Goose is dead. Exactly. He went back in time. This is a different movie I'm talking about. And uh, I'm your grandpa. What? <laughs> so he had to go to Paris to pitch this because that was when they were working on the previous Mission Impossible. And he pitched it to Tom Cruise, and he said Tom Cruise pulled his phone out right there, called the head of Paramount, and said, we're making the Nick Top Gun sequel. Another, when did he, when did he become a pilot? Was it, was it for this movie, or was it was he a pilot? I think he was all, before. He's always had pilot license. And, I think he learned during the first Top Gun. Oh, okay. I, he I, I was wondering when he actually became a pilot. Anybody that was casted as a pilot had to learn how to fly. Yeah. And they had to learn how to fly these planes, the F-18s and... They started out small and then worked their way up. I think they all had real, they all had pilots with them. That's while they were shooting. But because I mean, all that footage is yeah, cameras. Yeah, but and they weren't flying though. Uh, I, well, I think they had pilots with them. Yeah, yeah I think the, there was yeah. pilots. Somebody's flying. flying they they were in the plane. They the had to know plane, how to fly. Yeah. They had to know how to fly. That was a requirement, and that was part of the delay. Because uh, this movie probably should have been done in 2019. And it got delayed because he wanted to learn how to fly fighter pilots. Yeah. I guess but there's... Like, w the one scene where they go inverted and uh, Rooster hits the top of the... the um, What do you call glass it? Or yeah, the glass, the cover. Like, that's actually... His seatbelt wasn't tightened down enough. And he, he went up and hit the glass and came back down. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all real footage of them, you know. Free, you know them hyperventilating the you know withstand the G's and all that. So I mean, yeah. it's a phenomenal movie how it's shot. I mean, there's, really, there's a there's a plane at the end of the movie. I guess that's uh, like a prop plane or whatever. I guess that's Tom Cruise's actual plane. Oh, he, he of flies course it is. Oh yeah, me. the the one he flies away oh, with at the, the very, very end. end. Yeah. yeah, he flies his, you know, spoiler. Yeah, he fl he flies somebody special in it with him, <laughs> but <laughs> um. Yeah, man, it, super crazy though. I mean, I wonder if they'll actually be awarded anything. How know? much? How much would you take? Like, if Paramount called you up and said, "How much to shut up?" What would you take? Well, I mean, that depends how much the first copyright, you know, credit was worth. Uh, I, I mean, eight hundred well, million. I, I'm, I think, get, I'm getting something that's going to well, take care of me. Well, yeah, I mean, at, at the point they've already done all the, all this work and they've done like the the money's been made, so like you could ask for the world. Like, yeah, like, I mean you, they. Like, what would you take? Like, if Paramount called you up and said, we'll give you a million dollars to shut up, are you taking it? Not a million. Oh, no way. It's 800, we're talking about 800 million here. I mean, I'd want 10% of that. Yeah, for something you own the cop, you 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 allegedly own the copyright to. I'd want 10% of you that. You don't anymore. <laughs> you don't That's anymore. What, do you think Paramount's, like, on the phone right now? Like, can we get uh, Johnny Depp's lawyers? <laughs> What's that girl's name? Can we get her? Would you, like... I'd want part of the condition. Like, I want Tom Cruise to deliver that money to me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fly with Tom Cruise for a day. <laughs> then he'd probably die. He'd scare no, the I'm shit out of me. I'm saying no, buy the copyright. Like, the you don't own it anymore. We'll pay you, but it's our, it's our shit now. Yeah. All right. Well, so, I, I mean, I'd settle for 10. What would you settle for? 10% of the, of the movie's total earnings worldwide. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess, yeah, whatever. I mean, Ten percent would be fine. It, it's astronomically more money than we'll ever see in our lifetime. What about you, hot sauce? 
See, hot sauce is the dude that's going to go to battle with this. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I get to keep the copyright though. I'm not selling you the copyright. I would do probably five million. Five million. All right. Yeah. I would say ten percent of like you know everything from now into the future. Five, but I keep the copyright, so I can spin off of this all fucking day because it's mine. I'll sell the rights to fucking Warner or something yeah, to make I mean, another that, movie. That's 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 the key too. If if they say if they settle and say I want X amount of dollars and keep the copyright, right? Then that's a whole different thing because then you can yeah, like, like Mike said, go go and. You think Tom Cruise is like involved in all the 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 legal things with Paramount? Oh, I'm sure, yeah, because he he's was like a, not he a was bit. a producer. It's like we're not going to give this fucking asshole any money. Oh, I'm sure. Fuck he, him. Yeah. Like I can just see Tom Cruise. He, he's a producer on this, I and mean, this is this, this is his baby. So I what, think I think what was it in uh, <laughs> Tropical Thunder when he he played uh, uh, Lev Grossman or whatever Lex Grossman or something? Like, yeah, he was like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> 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 he hangs the phone up on him. Yeah, we're not going to negotiate with you. Sorry. Come back to, with a more reasonable response or request, I mean. Um, so I think we have, what, one more article left in crazy news? Yeah, I think we got one one more to talk about here. All right, let's get it. Pull this one back up here. Uh, this, is, this is all Mr. PBS right here, too. So uh, from The Guardian here. Pop up. Sealed Back to the Future VA... VHS tape sells for $75,000 at U.S. auction. Copy of film on now antiquated format was previously owned by actor Tom Wilson, who played Biff Tannen in movie series. Now you can see here, I brought my little, I brought my little prop. This, this is my personal VHS he walked, copy. He walked in proudly with this. So if a still one's seventy-five thousand or whatever, can you get a thousand for that one? <laughs> well, but see, I'm no, I'm not famous, no. So, uh, so I don't know. But look, look, look at the action on that. Still but good, comes right yeah, out. it's it's obviously not sealed. It's right. got some some damage on the corners. It's got the uh, the runtime right there. One hour fifty six minutes for Rob. Where is runtime Rob right now? What's that white label there on the uh, on the top of your? Oh, that's just uh, uh, UPC on the box. No, on the cassette. Uh, just yes, a UPC, UPC. Number. Okay. Yep, we've got a Back to the Future, color, one hour, 56 minutes, digitally recorded, closed captioned, DNR, PG, Dolby Surround. Look Syria. how fucking excited he is right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, the juices are flowing right now. This is, this is, this is Christmas, like 1992-ish right here. That's really? Pay, that's that, paying for his wedding now. That's, that's stocking stuffer right there. Are you going to get married? No. Okay. But just checking. Maybe, maybe not. Someday, who knows? See ya? Get married and give up half of that fucking collection. Right? Not a chance. All right, Kyle. Kyle has stuff to protect. Mister PBS does. No, actually, uh, prenup. I, I still got a box of VHSs at home, and I really would get rid of them. But you can't. I like to recycle them, but you can't recycle VHS tapes because you have to take the tape out. You so can, you can recycle the plastic cassette. You, you haven't been able to watch these in a while. Have oh you? no, I don't watch VHSs anymore. No. I. I mean, I still know people I, that watch VHSs just to get the feel of the. Yeah, I have a VCR you know. still. I've still got a VCR. I, but I fucking I, pitched mine a while ago. I was kind of sad because it had black sheep in it. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, I've still got like a one of those combo DVD VCRs. Nice. But yeah, yeah I don't watch. Do you do you have one of those big screens that sits on the floor too still? No. <laughs> Remember those things? They just You just fucking rolled them in and it sat somewhere and, when, when until TVs, it died. TVs were furniture. Yeah. Yeah, you'd stack like, you know, candles on top of it and shit. It's like the wicker speaker cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they made some cool shit back in the day. They don't make cool shit like that anymore. Yeah, I remember turning the TV with a dial on the Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I was, I was telling somebody, I was like, yeah, I learned how to count off of an old cable box because it went from like, I think it was in twos or something like that. It went twos. You had the brown slider box. Yeah, yeah. It went like <laughs> two, six, eight, ten. And I remember like one of the last channels was HBO. <laughs> so I remember, yeah, I just learned how to count by changing the the TV stations, obviously. But you see, so you remember that box in two. Yeah, the brown, the brown slider box. It had a little... Uh, it was kind of like his just dusty, dirty looking brown color. It had a yeah. little strip on the front that was the numbers, and it was like dot two, dot four, dot six, dot eight, and a little just yep. a little slider, like a little carrot mark that just slid across the oh, front. Yeah. It was a little white piece. Yeah. I can still remember watching the premiere of uh Lethal Weapon on HBO with my dad. <laughs> my mom was at work and my dad was like, We're gonna watch this tonight. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what's <laughs> up. Um yeah, Carrying on with this. All right, a sealed VHS tape of the hit 1980s movie Back to the Future has sold for $75,000 in the first ever auction of the now antiquated video playing format. The auction, held by Texas-based Heritage Auctions, featured 260 sealed VHS tapes, most of which were first edition copies of movies from the 70s and the 1980s. Kind of weird to say from the 70s and the 1980s, not just 70s and 80s. Right. The Hill reported that the price tag meant the tape was probably the most expensive ever sold. The copy of Back to the Future was previously owned by the actor Tom Wilson, who portrayed Biff Tannen in the movie series. It included a signed note from Wilson that said, This is a VHS tape of the first release of Back to the Future, sent to me by the studio at that time. Since I knew that the VHS platform would be around forever, I saved it for later, and now I can't find a VCR. Oh, well, enjoy. (laughs) There is a mini-boom among collectors for old VHS tapes, especially those that are first editions of hit movies or are in their original wrapping. Wow. I wonder how you tell if they're a first edition. Like, how do you know if it's a, what? Like there's, got, there's got to be something. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know if there's any kind of, like, diff, different copyright on there because I kind of took a peek at it just to see, but I didn't see anything that would. Yeah, suggest. obviously someone who knows would know. but. And it will do a, a side story to that that uh, Sleazy found. Yeah. An auction for a VHS copy of Ghostbusters just surpassed $4,000 and is still climbing. Uh, an original VHS copy of Ghostbusters is currently up for auctions through the popular website, Heritage Auctions again. And with still 15 days, this is from May 24th, so not 15 days anymore. It's got to be pretty close if not done, right? Yeah. Should be anyways. Before you grab your childhood copy and throw it up on eBay, here are a few things to note. The one at auction has been professionally graded, receiving an 85 plus, which is deemed near mint. Also, it's still sealed, looking like it was just purchased from the local video store circa 1985. Wow. Uh, I found my Blockbuster card the other day. I, I found mine not too long ago. I was like, wow, look June at this 9th relic. was the close. They make, like, blankets that look like the Blockbuster card now. Really? Yeah, you can get those. Yeah, I saw it from the, the Grove City Blockbuster. And I was like, this I is, think I've still got a Blockbuster card. Awesome. Too. That was the best, man, going into Blockbuster and just looking at all the movies. and the, like Some of the best movies you found were, like, those Blockbuster exclusive ones that, yeah. you know, Blockbuster helped fund or whatever. Get a Rotolo's. Yeah, get some Rotolo's. So at is that where Zilla found his love for shitty movies? Just <laughs> picking up stuff off the blockbuster shelves that nobody wanted. Now you know, you know, Rob Zilla was going to that one video store in the South End, <laughs> Hollywood Video. Not how well he probably went to Hollywood Video, but yeah, the other, I went to there sometimes back in the day. Yeah, I used to go there after work. Um, what Renaflick? Yeah, Renaflick. That's the one. <laughs> where was that at? Off, uh, oh, off Williams and uh, Lockbourne. Lockbourne. Yeah. 
They're still there, actually. Yeah, they're still in a flick. It's dude. It's got to be a front for a drug, <laughs> no a, doubt, a drug operation because they're like a pool store in there too, and then it, half of it's like rent a flick. And Cardos is Williams and Lockport. It's next to Cardos, where Cardos oh, ended okay. up. Okay, okay, yeah. But, now, did you own the 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 um, Ghostbusters VHS? I own, I, you know. I can't remember if I threw... I think I threw all my VHS tapes away. There might be a small box in my little storage room over there. And I own Ghostbusters, but I didn't have the actual cover. I bought it... Uh, I think my mom got it for me uh, from a video store. So it was in like a clear case that you snap together. But yeah, that's... I mean, I think I had Ghostbusters too, and it's... Because I never, I never had Ghostbusters, but I always remember the, the VHS tape, the... The black cover, yep, yep, with the with the no ghost sign and the red border. Always oh yeah, kind of kind of a neat cover. It was a hot VHS back in the day, man. Man, it's just crazy seeing people pay such outrageous for. I mean, outdated something that you're not gonna watch. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a collector's item for people that choose to collect it. But even if I had money like that, I wouldn't. I don't think I would waste it on a VHS. No, but it'd be cool if you had it, like. Be cool to have. Uh, yeah, maybe put in like a little glass case, and yeah. I can go buy his autograph for less than seventy five thousand dollars, and right. be totally fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I could go around and 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 get all the cast autograph for probably less than that. You know, uh, maybe not Michael J. Fox's anymore, but um, oh, you can get a signed pop from him for three or four hundred bucks. Can you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I'd pay. Yeah. I'd pay three or four hundred bucks for a. Back to the Future pop of Michael J. Fox. It always comes up in my Facebook ads. Really? Next time I'll see it, I'll share it. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. I know that, like, that Galaxy Con that keeps popping up. That'll have... Yeah. That's where they just sign and send it to you. Yeah, they have they have different options where you can uh, you can choose to buy a poster or a pop or something like that, and then you pay the price, and then they ship it to you after the signing. Or if you want to send something in, it's a little extra, and then you ship it to them, and then they get it signed and ship it back to you. But I don't know how much I'd trust them to, you know, send something valuable of mine in and hope it gets signed and yeah. back. You know, what if they just send something in the, you know, and they lose your shit? You know, they sent you just a regular po- eight by ten, and then they lose your giant poster you sent them. That's how like sports cards are. You can like kids like send sports cards to, to athletes all the time. Oh yeah, just hope the, they get them their back. PO boxes and stuff. Yeah, yeah uh, I've actually got a friend, Davey, super jealous. He found uh, Ben Affleck's PO box. And he sent a, a a Batman picture in, and he got it back nice. with the autograph. I was like, "You fucker!" When was that? Uh, a couple years ago. Back, I want to say back when. Uh, well, it's probably back when Batman versus Superman was going on. But anything else from the articles? I know that's about it. I'm, I've tried to search that Heritage Auctions for uh, other VHSs. You got to sign in to tell for, to get them to tell you what they sold for. There's hmm. a Back to the Future. Obviously, uh, there's the uh, Goonies. Wow. That was also sold on June 9th. A copy of Jaws on June 9th, Ghostbusters. Uh, Rambo First Blood. Such an awesome movie. Star Wars New Hope. Uh, there was a Top Gun Diet Pepsi promo VHS. Oh, wow. Might have, to, might have to see if I can sign in some way and see what they come up with. Mr. PBS is about to buy the year membership so he can see all this shit and <laughs> start... 
bidding on some VHS tapes he wants. There is uh, just uh, here's some that are still up for bid. <laughs> The 1992 Sports Illustrated Year in Sports with Dream Team VHS tape. Uh, it says guide value or estimate $200 and up. Opening bid is $50. There's a uh, Star Wars CBS Fox video from 1990. Very fine condition. That it Very will fine. open for bidding around 4th of July. So there you go. Save your... It, you know, Bitcoin's crashing, but VHS is going up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I read an article the other day that said... Lego sets are more valuable than gold. How crazy is that? I mean, like, well, I believe it as much as it costs. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, some of these sets they go quick, and it's people that's you know, it's not people that are wanting to build them. It's people that are holding them to sell them. You know, they go in and buy all these stores up. But what can you do? It's big, like it's like a PS Five, man. They're fucking unicorns right now. <laughs> Isn't it hard to believe that we still don't have PS5 stocked regularly in stores? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so I thought it would be cool um, to do a remembering Anton Gelchin segment. Um, this Sunday is actually not only Father's Day and Juneteenth, but it's the anniversary of Anton's death. Um which is a very sad incident. He something happened where he got out of his car and he didn't have his car in park and he went it's a, yeah, it was yeah. a known recall on those jeeps. Yeah, he did have it in park, didn't he? Did but he have it, it in was park? A known yeah, issue. Oh, they slipped right. out of gear. That's right. That's right. And uh, it, and it, the it slipped out of gear and crushed him against his gate or something like it. Was yeah. it against his gate? Gator mailbox. Yeah, something yeah, he like that. He parked it to get out and check the mailbox and it rolled down and smashed him. So sad, man. And you know, I, I, I saw this and I actually, you know, I looked up, uh, you know, his IMDb and I just wanted to pick a movie that I might not have seen. And I actually picked odd Thomas and, uh, I posted it and you and a couple other people were like, Oh my God, this is my favorite movie. And I love the books. And I'm just like, I never even fucking heard of this movie. And I'm just like, I just saw Anton was in it. And I figured I'd watch it because it's got to be halfway decent if Anton's playing in it. But I ended up liking it. It was a pretty good movie, man. It it had a sad ending, but it was still it was still solid. But man, I got to thinking. I was like, yeah, it'd be nice to kind of like talk about Anton and the the great career that he had. Obviously, uh, I mean, from Star Trek to what was it, Green Room? Uh, he was in the Fright Night remake, and he did a. I mean, he worked a lot from as a kid to a young adult too. So he was pretty successful, you know, uh, being that he was only, how, how old was he? 20 something when he died? Yeah. I he was young, or young in his twenties. Yeah. I mean, so pretty successful dude and a great actor. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you get a chance this weekend or when you hear this, go watch an Anton, uh, uh, movie and remember him. I mean, the guy was a great actor and, uh, I think you'll, you know, if you haven't found movies that you enjoy by them, I guarantee you you'll find one eventually. But what what would you guys think is like your favorite role from Anton? Odd Thomas. Odd by Thomas? Far. By far. Star Trek. That's the only one I've he seen. He was great. Man. He was great in Star Trek, man. He had that character down. What was the... He played... Uh, oh, it was the pilot. Chekhov. Yeah, yeah Chekhov. Mm. Yeah, he was great as che that Chekhov, man. He had, a, he had that accent down and... I mean, you wouldn't have known the difference between him and the original guy. 
How about you, Mr. PBS? Uh, I was a big fan of Green Room. Green Room was good. Green Room was good, yeah. Green Room, and you know, they count that as horror, but I never really... It was like suspense. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was more like a, a thriller and not a horror. Thriller, yeah. Yeah. It's all kind of mishmashes together sometimes. But that was a good one. Patrick Stewart was in that. Um, my personal favorite, I love the Fright Night remake. I love, I love him in that movie, just the way... He portrays the character and how he interacts with uh, uh, our boy, uh, Doctor Who, David Tennant, mm-hmm. who played in it. And then, uh, I, you know, I'm not a Colin Farrell fan, but that's one of the few movies that I like Colin Farrell in, I too. love Colin Farrell. Um, but, uh, man, it, you know, I, like I said, I saw that article and I just, I was like, man, it's, doesn't, it doesn't feel like he just like it doesn't feel like it's been this much time since he passed yeah 2016 was when when this happened and i remember when that happened i was real shocked like oh man like he's so young you know yeah and his career was just starting to really take off you know as an adult anyways but man just imagine checking your damn mail your car slips out and you look back and you're like fuck (laughs) you know like of all the ways to go, you know, I mean, what a shitty accident. Yeah. What a terrible accident. But, man, what a bright dude. And, I mean, even now, like, I was reading the the Twitter feed in this, and, I mean, people just have lovely things to say about him. I mean, I don't think he, had, you know, had a bad experience with anybody, really. But as a super talented actor, and, I mean, it's sad that, you know, the, you know, the good ones die young. What can you say? But yeah, just terrible. And if you get a chance, definitely, definitely check out a uh, Anton Yelchin movie. I know people are waiting for like the next Star Trek sequel to come along and see how they kind of write him out and hopefully give him some kind of yeah send off. Yeah, I mean they'll have to say like he took another position somewhere or something. You know, it'd be nice to you know just hear him say that you know, and then maybe kind of dedicate the movie to him. Mm-hmm. I think they'd have to do that. But uh, yeah, he was such a great part of the Star Trek movies. Uh, I don't know if I'd say maybe between him and uh, oh, what's his face that played Scotty? Say Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. They were probably my favorite characters out of the new Star Trek movies. But man, uh, and Odd Thomas, I gotta give it to it. It it is a phenomenal movie, and uh, I couldn't. That movie was made in 2013. I'm like, how did I not know about this movie? (laughs) You're probably just now hearing about it. Correct. But I watched it. It just for, kind of flies under the radar. But I think, yeah, I think mainly because it was a it's it's a fairly extensive book. Now we're not talking like two or three books. It's got a very extensive yeah. book history behind it. Yeah, and, I'm, and a, a lot of people that are into those books, I mean, they're fucking into it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think it probably just doesn't get the the accolades or the press just because it was one of what could have been a series, and then yeah. they just had to kill it. It looked like it had a pretty decent budget too. I mean, the movie was. I mean, it was well shot. William Defoe's actually in it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean. <laughs> that was kind of like the best part. Like, all this stuff going on, and William Defoe's just trying to have a date night and bang his wife. Right, right. Yeah. He keeps bugging him. He's like, mm-hmm. it better be worth it. <laughs> but, yeah, it was Odd Thomas. He can see, uh, like, dead people. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has, like, premonitions in his dreams and stuff. So well, they can communicate with him. It's not that he can see him. They yeah, can yeah, they can communicate actually, with him. I'll check it out. They're like, this motherfucker tried to kill me, and you know he's got to try to like so- he tries to solve the crimes or whatever, oh, like a, like a supernatural detective kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's pretty good, man. And 
you can actually watch it for free on Tubi. So and it's on Amazon Prime. Is it on Amazon Prime? Oh, oh great! Well, you can go watch it on Amazon Prime without any commercials. That's the way I would recommend to watch it. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a great flick. And uh, you know, th- this weekend after you listen to the show or next week, whenever you do it, go find an Anton movie and watch it. I you you won't have a bad experience. But moving along here, we've got two topics left and i guess we'll just start this next one off um the big rumor this week or news whatever you want to call it that came out of uh monster was it monster palooza that was last weekend i think i think it was one of those yeah well anyways the news came out that nev campbell is not going to be in scream six and then some more news came out that it was about pay nev campbell wants to be paid supposedly and Paramount Pictures was like, no, we're cool. We're not going to do it. So, and they're already they're already shooting Scream Six now, aren't they? Oh yeah, they're ready to. I mean, it's coming mm-hmm. out in like a year or less. Yeah, I mean, point. they're on a they're on a tight timeline uh, or schedule. But uh, and this had an uproar on the internet like you wouldn't believe. Uh, what's his face that played the? Um, who's our boy that uh, was the one killer? Oh, Jamie Lillard? Kennedy, not Lillard. Jamie Kennedy. Screech, uh, not uh, the other one. Lillard, yeah, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Lillard spoke out. Um, Jamie Kennedy spoke out on his little YouTube channel that he has, uh, and somebody else spoke out. Oh, uh, our other dude, you can't kill. Uh, oh, what is it, Dewey? I'm forgetting his name. Oh, um. Um, everybody hates David Arquette, uh, David David Arquette, Arquette. (laughs) David Arquette spoke out. And I mean, everybody's like, you know, every, they're all saying the same thing. Scream. It's not scream without Nev Campbell. I wonder what like the, 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 what she wants versus what they want to pay her. I wonder. What I would that. be. I would be curious to see the numbers on that. Yeah, like is it, is it obviously has to be a it's a it's a, it's a big. She wants. Like, listen, man, she's carried the franchise. Whatever Nev Campbell's asking for, and I think there was some issue with like they wanted to film over a certain amount of days, and she wanted X amount per day to film, mm-hmm. kind of like a the the Bruce uh, Willis special in uh, what you call it Expendables, and you know they they turned him into a big joke. Which now we know why he wanted so much money because he was, you know, his career is coming to an end. Yeah. But uh, everybody says nothing but positive things about Nev Campbell. She's she never complains on set. She's always there. She works hard. And I mean, this is kind of like the first time she's you know asked for something and not. I almost wonder, you know, in these situations, like was she asking for a lot of money because she didn't want to come back? It doesn't say. Well, I mean, it sounded like she was on board to come back. Um, because I mean, at first when they announced it, she said, "Yeah, I'll come back" or something like that. I thought, but I mean, it's just like, do you do a Halloween? Do you do a Halloween movie without uh Jamie Lee Curtis? I mean, when they yes, did them, you do some of them. But <laughs> when they did them, they bombed, and look what they did. They brought her back for the reboot, and it worked out perfectly. They and let's let's be honest with it. The last scream was successful because they brought back three original characters. Let's face it. I mean, it would have been good, but do you think it would have had the box office success if Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox weren't in it? Well, that's probably what it has to do with is like is the the 
the last one was su- successful enough where she's like, okay, you guys made this much money, then and, and she wants her cut. Yeah, and with like, all okay. due respect, she deserves to be paid. I yeah. I think, but I mean, listen, her line at Whorehound for an autograph was insanely stupid all weekend, and. From what I'm hearing, it's insanely stupid all over the country at every other convention that she's doing. I've seen, uh, well, I've seen TikToks talking about even like Matthew Lillard, like people are lined up for him and everything. Yeah, I, I mean, so, uh, you, you know, I understand that this is a, you know, Paramount owns the rights to Scream now, so it's not new, uh, new, new line. new line doing this, and you know, Wes Craven's gone, so there's no pull there, you know, but. Uh, you know, you got to realize who's the face of the franchise and why people are going to see the movie. Like, do you think people are going to see the movie to see the characters that they have no connection with? You know, because, I mean, I don't really feel a connection with the new characters that were in that movie. Like, I went to go see Scream for Nev fucking Campbell yeah. and David Arquette and Courtney Cox. That's what made me want to go to the theater. And for this one, if it, I mean, if there isn't any original characters in it, I might just say, why do I need to see that in the theater? I'll just wait until it streams in a month or two. You know, it'll be on Paramount at some point. (laughs) They're proving that they're just letting movies go super quick. I was, uh, I put it in the group chat, but I I was kind of under the impression before the last one even came out that this was sort of going to be the last one with the, any original cast anyway. Yeah. So I was, I was Mm -hmm. kind of surprised. I mean, that. I wouldn't say surprised that they were asking obviously her to come back she is the face of the franchise but i was i get I kind of got the vibe that they were done with the original characters i get this that, was a reboot to get rid of them and start with a new generation right. and new fresh faces but they didn't and different get people and they didn't get rid of all of them so <laughs> i mean you know i think if you want to do a screen movie without nev it's got to be a total reboot and because i mean the way scream is set up it revolves around the stab movies and someone's obsession with Sydney. So, I mean, I mean, how do you going to pull that without, you know, I mean, obviously there's a new story, new faces happen in this one. So they're obviously going to have to make stab seven or whatever. And, and they were already up to stab eight. Cause there was, a, was it stab eight or yeah, they were bitching about it in that movie, but cause scream was basically just, uh, making fun of all the people who didn't like uh, star wars that that part right right <laughs> like ryan johnson but if, i mean they're gonna they're gonna end up writing themselves into some plot hole or, of some sort you know but i i don't know i mean i guess i, I you know should have we reserve judgment until we see it sure but i mean me personally i just think scream isn't scream without someone from the original cast so that's my opinion what do you think hot sauce It, it it was like he said it was it was kind of like this is the last hurrah we're gonna start fresh this is gonna be a new generation a new blood we're gonna just pay homage by having these people back now we're on new ground here let's go and if you read the one article that i think that was shared um she didn't really want to do it before she did this one like she didn't really want to do it and then it was like with Wes Craven being gone you know okay I'll do it you know we'll, we'll kind of do it and just kind of wrap things up so is she saying she wants too much money it's like when you have a contractor come out for a small job and he quotes you $52,000 for an $8,000 job because he don't want to fucking do it he don't want to tell you he don't want to fucking do it he's going to quote you fifty two grand and hope to God you don't say you want him to do it 
But and you, if you do, he just made fifty two grand for an eight thousand dollar job. Here's my point, though. Do you think Scream would have been successful without them in the in the movie? I, no, no. To, I just to flat out answer it as a yes or no question, no, it would not have. I don't. But I don't think also, it would have. That was sort of the selling point of that one. Yeah. 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 That was. It was. It was to get everybody there to say, "Hey, look, this is your sign off." You know, come out, see your people again. You know, we're starting new. So I'm totally okay if she's not in it going forward, but I get why someone would want her around. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to be excited and wanting to go to the movies opening night like I did with this screen. But who doesn't love it when Vo- Ghostface comes out for the first time and like every movie says, hello, Sydney? Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and they did play a lot of this off of nostalgia in that last one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they played they played off of it big time. A and, lot of fan service in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, where do you go with this one now? I mean, obviously, they'll probably still have Skeet in it, you know, telling that crazy girl to do, do shit or whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I think it's just one of those things, like, you know, if you wanted her and, you know, she's willing to do the job just pay her the money and get it the fuck over with like it's not like you're not going to make the money back at the box office if she, if her name is attached to it that's my opinion here's here's a few quick numbers uh from deadline so the last uh, scream 5 grossed 140 uh, million worldwide uh franchise total earnings has been 740 million uh, they don't really have any numbers for for Nev Campbell but uh, Forbes reported that Courtney Cox made 1 million for Scream 5 million for Scream 2 and 7 million for Scream 3. And then mm. she said uh Nev Campbell said she she made decent money for 3 at least. So, well, you know, Courtney had that friend's salary to compete with probably. Yeah. Not not at least not for the first one or maybe even the second one, but by after that, she was, what was first, she making a million an episode of friends toward the end? Yeah. yeah. Towards the end in the last few seasons, they made stupid money for those last couple seasons. Well, so what do you think, Kyle? Do you, are you, uh, agreement, disagreement? Like I said, I, I thought that I thought they were done with them anyway. So it's, you don't I, give a shit. Do you? Yeah, I was kind of like, I, at the end of that last one, I'm like, okay, cool, let's let's move on. If we're gonna make if we're gonna make more, let's I, go. What we're gonna, you know, do. it's kind of like, did you give a shit about the MTV series though? I haven't watched it. Some people liked it. I I tried to watch it and I was like, man, I just I didn't care because the screen people weren't in it. You know, just didn't didn't give a shit about it. But could never get never really got me hooked. Anyways, but I uh, I don't know. I guess we're. I'm the lone the lone guy in here. I want the screen people in it. You guys don't give a shit. Now, if he's <laughs> filling in for Zilla, he has to agree with you. So it's, a split, it's a split show. I, yeah. I think he would agree with oh, it because yeah, he's. I, th- I think I agree with that. He's well. He's <laughs> yeah, a Nev. I'm totally on board with that. He's a Nev Campbell fan, so he wants Nev in the movie. You know, that's his uh, his final girl. Remember? Yeah. I like. I, said, I I definitely assuming she was asking for something remotely within reason i'd be like yeah give it to her that's this is her franchise i just feel like you know it's her franchise if you want her in the movie just pay her the fucking money they like should give, give her the money and then kill her off yeah just and then get rid of her that way you don't have to worry about it in the next movie yeah i mean what's so hard about that <laughs> i mean eventually somebody's gonna kill sydney i mean as many psychos are obsessed with stab <laughs> and they've tried to kill her all these years 
But that 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 seemed to me like you can you can create a good like story around that like finally, like killing her and I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course, I've got a gun. Would that that'd be like an, an idea for a screen movie that like they make the last stab movie like they kill Sydney in stab? Yeah, and now somebody wants to kill her. Kill her in, in real life. You know? See, they maybe you just uncovered their their uh, plot for the next movie. I'd be curious because well, without her, they're not going to. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm more curious with because I. You know the screen movies are known for sort of commenting meta on on movies in general. Right, so I'd be right. curious how they do that for the next one. I thought yeah. they did that good with part of the reason the last one was a success because they did that well. Yeah, so I'd be curious to how they comment on this one. <laughs> All right, so we've got one final topic tonight. This is it, I promise. And we're going with HBO Max's documentary on George Carlin, The American Dream. Hot sauce is shaking his head already. Did he make it through? Nope. You didn't make it through it? <laughs> I nope. meant to watch it. I just forgot. Oh, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't, man. That that was You didn't even You're you giving didn't even me skip the three first hours the second one? That should have been about an hour and thirty, hour and forty five. It was it was a super long documentary. But man, there was a Way lot too long. I mean, I never really like took the time to like look up George Carlin's career, but I didn't know that he was like the clean dress sixties yep. comedian mm-hmm. guy, you know. I always thought he was the hippie you know, pot smoking guy, haired guy, hated the government you know, <laughs> and hated everybody else. You yeah. know, but yeah, I mean, in they got in a lot of detail on George Carlin's life. Too I mean, much detail. Yeah, I mean, between his first wife and then him finding another love later on, later in life, mm-hmm. and some of the last uh, messages, and they had voicemail things of him singing love letter or love songs to the one girl, but. Uh, yeah, I I didn't know about all that. I didn't know that he there was a drug problem in his first marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what was she hooked on something? I thought she Everything. was an alcoholic. She was an alcoholic. Yeah, he and was he was kind of into drugs, and she was kind of an alcoholic. He, was he on heroin or something at one point? Uh, cocaine, I think, coke. was the number one they brought up. But they said he would eating coke. He would be out for weeks on like benders and come home like, hey, what's going on? You know. <laughs> I thought I read. Uh, right after he died they released sort of like a memoir called like last words i think and i thought there was a story in there where his daughter said like he got her out of bed super early one morning because he was high and he wanted her to go out like watch the sun or something in case it was like the last day or something like that some some really weird shit yeah that's crazy did you guys watch the last norm uh comedy special no oh my gosh it's really good what's that on netflix yeah netflix and they, they they uh he does it, in, and he wanted to do it in, in a live studio, but because during COVID. COVID, so he does it at home, and just it, it's a, like a one take thing, and and they get a bunch of uh, comedians at the end, and they sit around and talk about kind of his life and and special. It's it's really good, man. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I didn't. I was surprised by how much of this documentary was sort of in his own words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like they read a lot of journals off. It seemed like didn't I mean. Uh, him writing yeah. certain things and stuff. And bunch of shit we didn't fucking need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bunch of shit. Look, and trust me, I love George Carlin. I am a huge George Carlin fan. I've got George Carlin DVDs. Like, I've got a shit ton of George Carlin. I got a George Carlin book. Anytime, I love George Carlin. Anytime I'm like, what was that one George Carlin joke? And I go right to Hot Sauce, and he's like, oh, it's this one right here. That shit was too <laughs> much, man. Because I, I put on the first one. 
and, and it was a little bit later in the day, a little bit later in the evening. My wife was in bed. I was like, hey, I'm going to watch this, get into it. Finally, you guys had watched it or started it at least was one episode in. And Episode one I'm, really I'm, covers a lot. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just slogging through it. And I mean, that's I'm slogging through it and I'm watching this and I'm going, this is an hour and 45 fucking minutes and there's a second one still to go. Right. I think I fell asleep and I turned it back on the next night. And I, I don't, I didn't get through the first one. It, I didn't even start the second one. It was too much. It is a documentary that I, I don't know. You know, Ken just, Burns would be fucking proud. But yeah, I think Judd Apatow did it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, so he has, he's kind of notorious for for his movies being longer than necessary. Milked the fuck out of George. Oh Carlin's yeah, life. yeah. I mean, there was shit I just did not know or expect about George Carlin that got you know talked about in this. But, uh, and I mean, it's funny, like, how many times did he have to reinvent himself? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking decade mm -hmm. after decade after decade, and he still hung with the best comedians there at the end. Uh, so, I mean, mm -hmm. the dude, I mean, he was a master at his craft. I mean, I'll say that. I mean, he, how many comedians do you know hang in there all of their adult life? Not no. too many. Not, even, too not even many. his adult life, even when he was younger. Yeah. You know, his so, whole life, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> But I didn't realize he had uh, how many heart attacks did he have? At least a couple. He had, yeah, he had that big one like in the eighties. That, that, that was like the big one. That yeah, kind of got him had him had him change his life. But man, George Carlin, man, that is a funny motherfucker, though. I mean, a lot of his stuff just rings true to today. Mm -hmm. Still, I mean, so I mean, that shows you. I mean, how much shit is hasn't really changed, but. Man, uh, super long documentary. I don't know. It, it, I mean, even for the super fan, such as Hot Sauce, it, it is quite a challenge to to watch it all. But how long was the second episode? Is it as long as the first? Not quite, but almost. Because that first, that first, that first episode is literally almost two hours. And it's the, an hour forty four. The runtime Rob. It's an that. hour and forty four. <laughs> runtime Rob. I thought it was even It's longer. an hour 44. Trust me. I looked at it many times. I thought I thought it was closer to almost two hours, the first episode. Rob, excuse me. It's but an hour the, and 49 Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and it does cover a lot, but if you skip to the second episode, it kind of gets to more of his 90s stuff that more people are familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know about, like, what was the one, the pee joke or whatever? the peas and well, that's that was that was actually sort of like my favorite thing about the documentary because that was rick moranis making fun of george carlin yeah he do he do words about you know skits about words or whatever and I, I actually i had to look those up when i was done he did i only did like a couple of them but those rick moranis uh, making fun of george carlin was that was really funny yeah and i think they said they don't comment it on the documentary i don't think but they said george saw it and george said he was kind of like like really taken aback by it because it because it was it was it was funny and it was yeah. true about about how his sort of persona was at the time well like i said i mean he he reinvented himself he started out as as, as a as a radio dj yeah that's right he he gets in a, a duo with his other guy who kind of shows him the ropes of the early days goes out on tour with his after he meets his wife and his wife's like a waitress or something at one of the clubs yep takes his daughter out on tour with him and it kind of goes into him starting to become like the counterculture guy a little bit. You know, he does the the seven words that you can't. I say. just I just thought it was so funny that he was like a variety show host. Mm -hmm. Like it's just 
Those were that was cool. Those couple you would of clips they not showed. fucking expect George Carlin to be in a suit and being like, "Hello, ladies and gentlemen." You know, <laughs> like it's just not him. But yeah, there's a lot to learn in that documentary. But it is hour fifty one and an hour forty five. I'm sorry, hour forty five was the second one. I told hour you hour fifty one was the first one. I told you you were wrong. Dude, it's too much, man. man. It's too times. fucking much. I know my run times. <laughs> it's I, too much. It's it's it is I think the word is comprehensive. If if you've only if you ever watch one George Carlin thing, it's these two episodes, you pretty much know everything you need You're to know done. about George Carlin. Mr. PBS was right at home though. He saw that, he was like, Oh, this is two hours. Uh, even I even I before I turned it on, I'm like two episodes that are almost two hours each. I'm like, I don't know. Did you get in your pajamas and you put your little pajama hat on and light the candles, open the window up to get a breeze? For, for episode one, yeah, I did start episode one the first night. Watched episode two with lunch the next day or whatever. Turn the generator on to power the TV. I, well, I got a bicycle for that, you know, so I can pedal and get the generator going. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, it's on HBO Max. Um watch if you have the time to put into it and if you i mean if you're a fan of stand-up comedy you kind of owe it to yourself to to watch and see some of the history of it i think i think hot sauce should at least watch episode two even if he never finishes episode one yeah i think uh apatow did the uh gary shandling one too didn't he i thought he did I think so I yeah it, that was good i watched that one yeah how long is that one i think that's only not, one episode not as long <laughs> yeah but it's it's really good though yeah, I actually actually fell asleep in the middle of the first one. And it it took me a week to finish <laughs> this documentary, <laughs> you know. But it seemed like it might have done better if it was like three episodes, but kind of like punchier, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are times where it kind of drags, and like when he's reading the the diary things, and you're just like, oh, yeah. come on, can we just get to some, you know, what was George up to in the fucking eighties? <laughs> Give me a half hour to forty five minutes to stretch it out over four or five episodes. I'm good with that. I think I would have been able to digest it a little mm -hmm. bit better. Yeah. But, I mean, it, at the end, you know, I, I, did I get something out of it? Sure. Um, it, it was fucking long, though. We'll say that. <laughs> so, if you got time to burn, go ahead and watch it. But if you're a busy person, just take our word for it. It was just, good. Just, if you're too busy to watch, to spend four hours with George Carlin, just watch a couple of his specials from the 90s, especially. Yeah, you'll get the you're picture. Good. Yep. But... That's all we have for you for episode 134. My call to action, as always, is to share the show. Share it on your social media accounts. Share it with your mama, your sister, your brother, their friends. Just get one person to listen, and from there, they'll get another person to listen. That's all the call to action is. Share it with Tom Cruise, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking you, you know, when we post the the episode and you see it just like share to my audience and that's all you gotta do Sle sleazy needs tom cruise to play him in the movie and maybe about type, making the sleazy podcast a yeah. success and maybe type a message like i love this show i, I love it so much podcasting in my veins yeah <laughs> i was born with podcasting go to Apple, Apple podcast and say this is awesome tom cruise yeah. sent me here that's all you had to do <laughs> it's the algorithm facebook Instagram, I don't give a shit. Just share it. But that's it. And we should be back in a couple weeks. So we'll be on our bi-weekly schedule, hopefully, again, unless an emergency comes up. But like I said, that's all we have for you. And remember, keep it sleazy. 
Thanks for listening to the Sleazy Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and remember, listen to Sleazy.